Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So, you know, for today's episode, I just like to start off with taking you all on a trip down memory lane with me. Do you remember all the different Muppets that would come on Sesame Street? Now, just between me and you as a child, I loved Sesame Street. I loved the creativity of the Muppets. I loved the designs of the different sets. I loved learning and I loved the creative way in which things were taught to us. So I know I kind of got off on a tangent, so let me get back on track. If you remember all of the Muppets, and you may or may not remember all of them, I want you to try to recall one in particular. And the one that I'm talking about is the one that had two heads. I don't know if you remember him. He was purple with two heads and he had yellow horns. And the two-headed monster, you know, shared a body. And um, there was two arms and two legs. But, you know, what I want you to focus on most when you're thinking about this two-headed monster is the fact that from what I remember There was always a lot of back and forth between what they were going to do. Like the two heads would argue with each other about what was right, what was wrong. So it was a whole lot of back and forth about who ultimately really was going to be the decision maker. Now, I promise you, I'm going to take this somewhere if you'll just bear with me. Now, while the monster was an adorably cute monster, right? The fact that it had two heads, which means it had two sets of thinking, two ways of doing things, obviously created a level and degree of conflict. And this point here is what brings me to the topic of discussion that I'm going to cover for the next few podcast episodes. Um, And that is the whole concept of the conflict, right? The conflict between the two wheels, the two ideas, the two ways of doing things that we clearly saw uh, exhibited between the two-headed monster that was on Sesame Street. So to bring it in, what I want to talk to you about is the whole idea of the ministry of me. And by ministry of me, I mean a ministry that is fixated on who we are, what we want, how it all revolves around us, what we think we should have. It's all about me, right? The ministry of me. And so for today's podcast episode, what I'd like to do is to take that whole idea of how the two-headed monster existed in conflict because it had two heads, right? And tie that into the ministry of me conversation that we're going to start today and bring to bear really in essence at its core that there really can only be one head. And for believers, if you think about the ministry of me, the ministry of me does not fit squarely on the whole concept of being a believer in God, right? Because as believers, we are in effect essentially saying that we're going to submit our will 
to God. And so wherever there exists this element of the ministry of me, you inevitably will create the conflict that we saw or that I referenced a few minutes ago in the two-headed monster that I referenced earlier that was on Sesame Street. And that is, of course, a conflict in the way that things are done or even accomplished, rather. As I'm pushing toward, you know, what I want to get into, I just want you to think about that for a minute. Whenever we're existing in a state of me, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. Therein lies the issue because you can't run things the way you want while at the same time simultaneously implying or putting out there that you also believe in God because to do so requires you to submit your will to him. And so at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. There can only be one head and we have to decide as believers who that is going to be. We cannot be the two-headed monster that was on the Muppets. And so let me share a scripture with you. Matthew chapter 10, verse 39 in the New International Version of the Bible reads as follows. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Amen. And so as we're kind of pursuing this whole concept or ideal of the ministry of me or the ministry for me, I kind of like the ministry of me better. I kind of want to focus today around the whole idea of the notion that there can only be one head. And if you go back to the scripture that I read a few moments ago, what that scripture is telling me, essentially my interpretation and understanding of that scripture is that when we choose to follow after God and to give our lives over to him, We are essentially giving over our way of life to him in the present in exchange for the abundance of life that comes in the hereafter by virtue of our submission of the way we live our life to him in the present. And in the inverse, where we are not willing to do that in the present and we are not willing to relinquish our life to him in the presence that inability will also come with the cost of us losing the abundance on the other side, right? So let's stay with that. The whole idea of giving over your life, of losing of your life, of giving over your will to God ties in line exactly with what I'm talking about when I had the notion or I referenced earlier that There can only be one head. In the relationship that we have with God, as believers, it is tantamount that we submit our will to God. This scripture, in my opinion, is basically implying that we are losing our lives, meaning we are giving our life over to God, meaning we are relinquishing control of our life to God. In order to relinquish control, one has to be willing to submit in order to be in relationship with God and truly follow after him. One has to be willing to submit. You cannot exist in the duality of your way versus God's way and expect to reap the benefit 
that can only come when your way is submitted to God's way and you acknowledge him as the head. Where we are not able to acknowledge God as the head and submit our ways to his ways, we run the risk, as the scripture is referencing, of not having the benefit in the hereafter of the abundancy of life that God promises for those who follow after him. If we are choosing ourselves in the present over God, then we are in effect choosing our own way of life over submitting to the way of life that God is calling all believers to. And what we have to understand in that is that you will never really truly realize not only the abundance of the relationship that you could have with God, but more importantly, anything that is connected to God's plan and purpose for you, if you are not able to submit to his will and walk out the plan that he has called and created for you to fulfill the purpose for which he created you to fulfill. By the same token, If we are not able to submit fully to the will of God, then the things that he has put on the inside of us specifically designed for us to help us to achieve the purpose for which he created us for will also likewise go potentially untapped because we are still in pursuit of ourselves and not after the will of God for our lives. So to reiterate and add again, there can only be one head. We cannot exist in conflict with God and yet say that we are pursuers of God. We cannot say that we believe in God, but yet refuse to submit our will to God. We cannot say that I want God's will for my life while at the same time fighting that will when God is trying to take us through a process to get us where he wants us to go. And so if we're staying with the whole idea of the will, right, I kind of want to transition into another point that I kind of want to raise as we're talking about this whole idea of how there can only be one head, right? And that is the strength of our might, right? The whole general idea of the ministry of me revolves around the notion that we are supreme, that everything happens because we say it happens, whatever we have, we have because of what we've done. That anything that we pursue after ultimately is supposed to benefit us in the long run. The bottom line there is, how is it that we can, again, going back to the whole idea of being a believer, function in a capacity where we truly believe that whatever we have is as a result of what we have done or what we have created or what we have worked to do and not acknowledge God anywhere in that? Understanding that the strength of our might, the strength of our will rests in God's covering, his protection, his grace, his favor, his mercy, his blessing. There is no way that by existing in the strength of our might that the promises of God will effectually and effectively be completely and totally fulfilled in our lives. There is no way that we can reap the fullness of the benefit of the blessings that God has assigned to our lives without the evidence of faith being present likewise in our lives. 
And when we believe that we are the masters of our fate and that we are the ones responsible for everything that we have and everything that we ever have ever had, there is no acknowledgement of God being the one that has blessed us so, nor is there evidence of your faith that God is the one who did it. God is the one who made it happen. God is the one who put it into play. There's no evidence of that. So where is the demonstration of that in your faith? There's no demonstration of faith in the idea that it is all by my might because you haven't relinquished, going back to the scripture, you haven't truly relinquished your life over to God. And if we think about it from that perspective, if the whole concept of faith is putting your trust and belief in God and who he is, then anything that happens in your life is due in fact wholeheartedly to him, the good that comes, the strain that comes, because even in the strain, there is still yet good that can be worketh out of that. Even in those moments, if we are saying that it is because of me, we are denying that God had a hand in it in any way. And if we are denying that God had a hand in it in any way, then we are likewise denying essentially that God is who he says that he is in our lives. So I want you to think about that as we continue to kind of walk through this whole idea of the ministry of me and how the ministry of me cannot coexist with the walk in life of a believer. And so taking that into the final point that I wanted to raise in this podcast episode today is the whole idea of who do you serve? Do you serve yourself? Or do you serve God? Or let me ask this differently. Do you serve God when it's convenient for you to serve God? And do you serve yourself when it's most beneficial for you to serve yourself? And this goes back to the whole idea again of submission of will, pursuit after God, seeking after God and seeking after his word, trying your best to live a life that exemplifies that you follow after the word of God, right? You want that to be an outward demonstration, right? You want people to see that you are a believer and that is evidenced by what you do and what you say. So at the end of the day, if that is the goal for people to see that we serve God, that we are believers because of what we do and what we say, that doesn't line up with the ministry of me because the ministry of me implies that you serve yourself, that it's all about you. And as I said before, do you serve God when it's convenient? And by convenient, I mean when you are faced with a difficult moment, with a difficult situation, right? When you are running up against something that you don't like, when it's uncomfortable, is that when you run to God for help? Is that when you want him to step in and save you? And when it's good, right, when you feel like everything is in alignment, it's cupcakes and rainbows like I've referenced before, and it's hunky-dory and you're just living your best life, do you still exercise that same level of submission to God at those points in times? Or is it all about you? Do you begin to take on that this is all about me again? Where if it looks good and it feels good, I'm going to do it regardless of what the word of God may say that might be contrary to do it. Or even let me take it a step further. If it looks good and feels good, I'm going to do it regardless of what I feel like the unction of the Holy Spirit is telling me to do because it's beneficial to me to do it in this moment or I see it as beneficial to me in this moment. In those instances where 
we are not clear about who we serve, it is very easy for the ministry of me to come in and take over how we govern ourselves, what we say, and more importantly, what we do. And even when God may try to redirect, because he's gentle about his redirections, right? He's gentle initially about the redirections, right? You know, it's a gentle nudge at first because he wants to get your attention. Sometimes the nudges become more forceful. But regardless of the fact, there's an attempt made to redirect you. If you are resistant to the redirection back to being in alignment with God, being in submission to God, there creates even greater conflict there because it brings us back to what I said just a minute ago. Who do you serve? And if when the rubber meets the road, it's not clear whom you serve, then again, you run the risk of what I believe the scripture is referencing about the whole idea of giving over your life to God here for the benefit of what lies on the other side of that in the hereafter. And again, if we're not able to do that, if it is not clear about who we serve here, you run the risk of losing the cost of losing the benefit of the abundance of life that exists in the hereafter. So to reiterate, we have to be clear about who we serve. You cannot serve yourself and God at the same time. There can only be one head. There can never be two masters. We will submit to what we feel we should follow. And if we believe that we should follow after our own might and our own will, then that is what we are going to submit to. So the question I want you to ponder as we're thinking about this is, who are you submitting to right now? Your own will or are you seeking after the will of God? Because you know as a believer, that is what God is looking for us to do. And then after seeking after it, are you submitting yourself to what he's telling you to do? Because God always gives a response. That's never the issue. The issue is we don't sometimes like the response that we get. And if it's not a response that you like, are you falling back into the whole idea of the question of who are you serving? Are you serving yourself and your own best interests and what feels good to you and looks good to you and makes you comfortable? Or are you willing to trust God enough, even when his nose might bring you into a situation that you don't like and one that's uncomfortable? And so again, to drive in those points, whom are you serving? Whose will are you submitting yourself to? And where are you acknowledging the strength of God's might and will versus you attributing any sort of success to yourself and basically essentially saying that it is because of your will and your might that you are where you are, you've accomplished what you've accomplished, or that you even have what you have. At the end of the day, what's most important, what I'm really trying to drive in in this episode is that as believers, I get it and I understand that there will always be distracting messages in a present. No matter where we are, no matter what is going on, there will always be something to distract you from the pursuit of God. There will always be an opportunity for distraction to present itself. But in acknowledging this, we as believers have to be most diligent at making sure that those distractions don't lead us down a path to where we are all about ourselves and engaging in the ministry of me and not the ministry of the pursuit after God. And that we are not creating 
a two-headed monster where one does not need to exist or where one was not present before we were exposed to that distracting moment. So as I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. As we are covering the topic of the ministry of me, I want you to seriously just give consideration to this. The pursuit of you will lead to what end? That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions. 